Welcome to a very special edition of Splitting Cases. Today we have decided to go to the record fair. Whether or not we're going to find anything we want to take home is another matter, but we thought, let's give it a go. Yeah, we figured we'd drop down the record fair, maybe see if we can have a chat to a a few collectors or a few punters that were there. We're checking out what's on offer. And uh, yeah, as we're just about to walk in, I'm looking at a a very lovely sign. Do you want to describe that sign for us, Moose? Like the sandwich board sign or the giant sheet that's hanging up? Probably that giant sheet. Let's uh, get a rundown on that. It's a giant sheet hanging outside the uh, pub slash club the Record Fair is in and someone's just lovely written Record Fair today in paint or texture or something. Quite inventive. Inventive. Okay, well, uh, let's head in and see what we can find. I saw some Ike and Tina Turner. I saw some Elvis. We've got Mitchell here as a um, special guest as well. Hello, hello. He's decided that we were all going to the record fair at the same time, so uh, we thought we'd see what we could find. There's a couple of good finds already. Some uh, Neil Young, some Joe Cocker, uh, also some Rancid. Also some Rancid. I just found what I thought was a copy of the freewheeling Bob Dylan, but no, it's a copy of Early Days by Chris Hunter. Very similar cover. Deceiving. Here I thought I had found Dark Side of the Moon, but it's Dark Side of the Scrum, Dave Warner and the Happy Hookers. Another confusingly referenced album cover. They're trying to cash in on the... It's almost like they want to catch people's eyes. (laughs) It's almost like they want to cash in on 14 years in the Billboard Top 200. While I embody traits of a classic music nerd and collector, I think I would have been terrible in the 70s because there's something about record fairs that unreasonably terrify me. How so? I don't know. Maybe it's the social aspect. Maybe it's... I I don't know, but... And he's talking into a microphone. Yeah, well, that's true, but that's kind of just an extension of myself these days. Uh, nothing cutesy would be excited. They're playing like a piano version of Hazy Crazy Lazy Days of Summer. Days of summer and pretzels and beer. Hazy Crazy Lazy Days of Summer. Hello, how you going? What'd you find? Myself a copy of Dark Side of the Moon. I tend to gravitate towards the, the more novelty style vinyls. I like the Empire Strikes Back dialogue vinyl and the 20 monster hits. Like, I think it's like a Halloween type cover. You do indeed. I always find you in the interesting section of the record store, <laughs> looking at um, certainly things with value, but things that most people would pass over. So I think that's, that's very, very good. I'm, I'm a rare gem myself, so. Now, answer me this question. I just asked Pointy. Why is it that I find record fairs unreasonably terrifying? It's a crowd of people that all appear to know a lot more than you. That's why I find them terrifying. (laughs) I feel hideously out of place. Nobody on this podcast is allowed to know more than me. What you were listening to in the car. That is exactly what I was looking for as well. I what was were you about listening? to say, have you guys seen any Patty anywhere? Well, you just found Patty. What do you My think? stars. I have found Easter by the Patty Smith Group. So known primarily because it has her one chart hit, Because the Night, obviously written by Bruce Springsteen. Also notable uh, for Babylog and Rock and Roll Nigger. Two wonderful songs. I found a hilarious looking record by someone named Sean Cassidy. He's covering Doo Doo Ron Ron and a lot of other 
awkward hits and wearing some overalls. I think I found something for you. I just like Moose. Thing. Oh, Batman. The exclusive television original soundtrack television album. soundtrack. That is Adam West, that is Burt Ward. That is, that is classic Moose. That's what that is. Oh, wow. All some I'm hoping is that it's got the Who version of the Batman theme song. I don't think it does, but some of the track listings are great. Obviously, the Batman theme, Batman Riddles the Riddler, Batis a Go-Go, or I Shouldn't Attract Attention. They just all sound like really bad puns on the word Batman. Two perfectly ordinary people, or four exclamation marks. Batman falls, Mr. Freeze. Holy Hole in the Donut. Or, or that's Rob the way the ice cube crumbles. <laughs> or Robin, you've done it again. These are just top notch. The Who live at Leeds. Oh, hello. Eight dollar dudes, you can't go wrong. Why are you excited about that? This is widely regarded as one of the best live <laughs> albums of all time. Um, it came out and it was six tracks long and none of them were particularly well known. It was just six random tracks recorded in Leeds University. But it just blew everyone's mind. Absolutely blew everyone's mind. Classic, classic album. You're right, I am looking for the weird stuff. You're looking for um, the Who live at Leeds and I'm excited about Batman. Batman! This is, oh, here you go. Here's the Muppet movie. Oh, yes, done. For eight. The Muppet movie soundtrack for $8. It is mine. 100%. The Rainbow Connection. Travel in a pack. <laughs> record fair. Splitting cases. Unofficial tip from someone who's been on one episode of Splitting Cases. Always travel in a pack. Always like wolves. Hey, greatest Warner Brothers love themes. Real men hunt in packs. And I mean that in the least weird way possible. Or the most weird way. Or the most. While Schnitzel has a growing pile of vinyls, and I have my Muppet movie soundtrack, your pile, your pile of vinyls, pointy, is, is considerably small at the moment. Given we only just have started, have you found anything you do like? I have found many things I like. That you can justify buying? Mm, yes, I just don't want to go too hard too soon. Yeah, okay. Well, I have put back a lot, but I will take my Muppet movie soundtrack. Okay, I've seen this guy, and like him and his mate across the, across the vinyl racks are having a bit of a debate and looking for singles. You guys are collectors? Yeah, man. All day, every day. Dusty fingers till we die. Do you guys DJ or do you do anything else or are you just collectors? Yeah, yeah, we DJ. We, we make pottery. My man, Tony Soprano over there, you know, he made, a, he made a TV series called The Sopranos. You might have heard of it. My man, Pepsi here, collects STIs. Yeah, I got some of that. WRX. You, is there anything you're looking for? Oh, uh, man, we're looking for, like, my man, Tony over here is looking for, like, 45s because he's got, like, He's got to finish. He's got to get the two million mark. He's close. Um, my man Dizzy here is looking for uh, funk, soul, jazz. I'm looking for dancehall, reggae, hip hop. What up, girl? And uh, Pepsi here is just looking for a good time. <laughs> Great time. <laughs> Dude, I've got everything that's worth getting in here. So. Well, I'm not even going to pass anyway. I'm going to your house. Look what I just found. Oh, awesome. some other guy found it. Are you, are you buying that? As upsetting as it's going to be, I'm going to have to pay for these and get out because otherwise I'm going to end up broke. Are you going to go? Yeah, I can't. Jerk. <laughs> you can hold yourself back. No, I can't. This album is called Duck Stab. That concerns That's me. That's why I've been trying to not pick up that many and go, there's still a whole lot to go. So like, I better just like. Smurfing Sing Song? None of these are, I, I guess I'll get this. These have all been on my list. 
Oh, you've got to hang around and keep looking at things. Right, I can do five. Well, we have to hang around so we can do a live album challenge between <laughs> Get Your Yaya's Out and Live at Leeds. Oh, Get Your Yaya's Out, easy. That wasn't a request. Getting Yaya's Out is always just what should be happening. By the way, I just I mentioned it before, but Smurfing Sing Song. That's, is that a must-have? Smurfing sounds like some sort of uh, new internet sensation <laughs> that hasn't quite happened yet. Have, well, you smurf- smurf- have you smurfed the smurf yet? Smurfing is like the word for everything in smurf language anyway. BJ Thomas is a really terrible initial kind of name. BJ. Hey, I'm BJ. You don't want to be that guy. No one wants to be that guy. <laughs> Ralph McTell. I love these names. Who's Ringo? Oh, Mickey Mouse Disco. Mickey Mouse Disco. Oh. <laughs> music from the film Excalibur. <laughs> huh? Can I read the Mickey Mouse Disco track listing? Disco Mickey Mouse, Welcome to Rio, The Greatest Band, Zippity Doodah, Macho Duck. You Fine. No, I've got a game. No, you can stay. <laughs> I just found something else. I can't. I can't. I've just... I'm, that's That's five. <laughs> Schnitzler, you have impulse control problems. No, I don't. It's live and... Like, this isn't an impulse. This is live and dangerous. I'm kidding. It's no impulse. It's live and dangerous. I grew up with this album. I need to go pay for these records and then go cry in my car because I'm broke and I don't know if I have enough petrol to get home. Thank God you don't have some way to play vinyls in your car, otherwise you'd probably crack. <laughs> Are we going to find you strung out in your car with vinyl all over you? Well, I just couldn't help I myself. I dark side, so I could just be tripping out, you never know, having an existential moment. Watching Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Watching The Wizard of Oz. With I blame both of you. Also, I really don't know where to go to pay, so I'm just... You're just wondering. <laughs> someone's got to direct me because I wasn't going to buy something else. He's uh. wondering with finished products. Oh, the Kiss album where they took off the makeup and then promptly put it back on. Oh, God, I wouldn't have... Yeah, if I, if I had been around when that came out. This Beach Boys album is called Wow, Great Concert. <laughs> what do we call it? Wow. I hear that's a great concert. <laughs> All right, now here we go. Here's the... Here's the this might save me some time. Oh, of course it is. Yep. Oh, of course. Oh, good. That is really good. I am very happy for all my crankiness. I couldn't be happier. It's just apprehension. It's been a long weekend, and this is making me very happy and also terrified. G'day. How you going? How you going, mate? Has Schnitzel left already? I think Schnitzel has left the building. Oh, I remember him paying, but I don't remember him leaving, but he was in a hurry to make sure he didn't further his addiction. I think, I guess in like an age of MP3s, the thing I like about coming here, now that I'm less terrified, I've been here for a while, is just finding shit that I never knew existed. Hence my love of novelty records. Oh, you're still here? Oh, we no, thought you I'll, I've paid and I need to go now. Okay. Because I'm going to die. Okay. Hey, the Peter Chris solo album. No one wants to be Peter Chris. <laughs> Even Peter Chris wants to be Peter Chris. He wanted to be Peter Chris at some point. Um, all right, yeah, I'm going to go, guys, but I'll see you later. See you later. Farewell. Yes. What are you doing here? 
selling records. Where do you keep all of these records when you're not here, by the way? I have a double lock-up garage that I stack them all in, so, and a storage unit as well. I've got about 40,000 in my Like, stock. Do you have an extra collection of your own at home as well? Of course, yeah, I've probably got 3,000 records I keep for myself. Nice. But, you know, I get, I'm lucky I get to choose what I want out of it. You know, I buy 10,000 records a year. Where do you get your records from? America. I go to the States. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you actually go over there? Or? I go fly over and I spend three weeks digging and send back pallets every year. So How often do you do that? Every nine months or every, you know, something like that. That's awesome. And you just can't find records in Australia that, you know, are the quality that I can find in the US. Yeah. And for, for all that work, your reward is cherry picking the best of them and keeping them for your yeah, collection. Yeah, for and then sure. Yeah, of course. You get to keep what you want. It's a, a yearly pilgrimage for That's you. It. <laughs> but it's hard work. It's not, you know, not easy. You're going through... Oh, God, no. I've probably looked through a million records in three weeks at, at high speed. How do you decide what you pick and send back? Just from knowing the market and knowing, you know, in every genre there's stuff you want and stuff that, you know, certain records that can stay in America that, you know... Yeah. You know so you kind of work out what, what the customers want. You know, I cover every genre. And why, why did you decide to do, start doing this? Good way to make a living, I can't complain, <laughs> man. I get to make a living selling records. I travel around Australia and do big fairs and I make a living out of it. So. Where are you from? Um, up near Byron Bay, South Golden Beach. So you're just down here for, say, a weekend and then... You... Yeah, I'm back on Sunday night, I'll be back home. I oh, drove wow. Friday, I drove down. I, do the fair today and I'll go home tomorrow. So, so what was your name? Matt. Matt. The nice Vinyl Junkie is my um, business name. So. Nice. Yeah. Thank you, dude. No worries. I honestly thought that vinyl said schnitzel for a second. <laughs> it just says schnitz. How much was that Patty Smith vinyl you just put down? $25. Schnitzel would have been all over that. Okay, so we've just arrived at the Honeysuckle Hotel in Newcastle after a very long journey to find a quiet pub where we could record this debrief of the fair. A great pub journey. We left and the pub across the road was shut. Then we walked up to the next one with a lovely backyard beer garden that was not open till midday. And then the next one near my work that also was not open. So we went on a massive trek, apparently pubs think that the only people that come in early would be alcoholics or it just wouldn't be worth opening think of the podcasters pubs think of the podcasters yeah i mean it's a very topical subject the fact of uh you know pubs and clubs closing time but spare a thought for the opening time very much so but we did after a long walk and journey in the sun find a place to rest and there is a pigeon i think above me flapping its wings as we mentioned we've uh, left the record fair moose do you want to tell us about your haul yes i got two things but i did pick up a copy of Joni mitchell's blue purely because i love that album and i've always just listened to it on cd and i thought you know be nice to hear those nice piano tones and guitar tones on vinyl and see if there's any difference, any warmth in the sound. And I did pick up um, a second thing, which to some may be novelty, but for me has much more sentimental value. The soundtrack to the Muppet movie, which you open it, has some fantastic stills from the movie on the inside, and I'm pretty sure there's like a something on the inside here. Hold on. I haven't quite, I haven't looked yet. Um, let me pull out the actual sleeve. 
Hello. We've got the record, and it looks like... Alright! An original Muppet movie poster. And it is all of the Muppets crammed into the car on their way to Hollywood. Miss Piggy kind of dipping Kermit up the top in, in kind of shadow, and the, the classic quote, frankly, Miss Piggy, I don't give a hoot. Joni Mitchell Blue is a classic album and one that I've also spent a lot of time listening to. And it's uh, probably got a song on it, which is my favourite that I've only just realised has a, a bit of a link to this podcast. Yeah. A Case of You. Yeah, it's a classic album and My Old Man and A Case of You are two of my favourite songs and that whole album is just a classic. So I'm keen to hear, I'm not a, I'm not a vinyl purist at all, I'm more of a, I, like, I enjoy the convenience of digital and I'm such a CD kid, I love collecting CDs, but um, I guess if there's any record that I'm keen to hear if vinyl brings a warmer sound to with blue. Like, I don't know how you could get much warmer than Joni Mitchell's voice, but I'd like to hear it. So, Pointy, what did you get? Because you've got a couple more than me. Yeah, I, I did grab a few. Uh, so, I got Chuck Berry, Johnny Be Good. Ah. Looking at the track list here, it's got uh, most of the classics. Got Johnny Be Good, Roll Over Beethoven, Sweet Little Sixteen, Rock and Roll Music. I also got uh, one that I'm really looking forward to listening to, uh, the Flying Burrito Brothers, uh, the Gilded Palace of Sin. I don't th they might not be the most well-known group. Can you please talk about them? Sure. Um, so I guess most notably Graham Parsons was in the band uh, who also released a couple of really great solo records mm. um, in, like, I think the late 60s, early 70s. Um, but, yeah, he did die uh, well before his time um, and I guess the other notable fact around Graham Parsons is uh, he did spend a lot of time hanging out with the Rolling Stones uh, particularly around the recording of um, Exile on Main Street and uh, the band actually gave uh, Graham wild horses before they th released it on Sticky Fingers mm. so very much looking forward to listening to that record I feel like a burrito Mm, burritos are good, but yeah. not at 3am. I mean, you think it's the best thing to do, but yeah. it's not always. Speaking of exile, you did get exiled after a burrito the other week. Yeah, um, after we saw that Queens of the Stone Age Nine Inch Nails gig, we did stop on the way home for a burrito, and I, um, I got home and nothing cutesy. My fiancé was at home, asleep, and I woke her up coming into the house, and I decided to sit in the doorway and finish my burrito while I told her about the gig, and Boy, did she have something to say about it stinking up the house. Was it hot burrito number one or hot burrito number two? <laughs> it was neither. Okay, so I also got a Stray Cats record, uh, Built for Speed, for $2. I've never really listened to much of the Stray Cats. What's on uh, that? Um, I don't actually know any of these songs, really. Um, not well, anyway. But I do have their greatest hits collection, and I got into the band through one of my friends, Jamie, um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to giving that a listen. I got into the Stray Cats through Nothing Cutesy because she, um, she's a big fan of a couple of their songs. I think on one of the first mixed discs she made me, there was a couple of the Stray Cats songs there. Yeah, I think the only song on there that like I really know is Runaway Boys. Mm. Okay, um, I also got a copy of Ecstasy's Skylarking. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've listened to this album a fair bit. It was produced by Todd Rundgren, who many may know as a successful solo performer. Hello, he's just me. he's uh, just finished a um, a tour of Australia, sort of towards the end of last year, I think. And uh, Davy Lane from BMI you know, actually supported him on those shows, which I think was a 
bit of a revelation for Davey and probably a bit of a, a nerd out for him. Uh, but this album in particular um, by Ecstasy really is one that brings me back to to living with my friend Clinton a few years ago because he was a really big fan of the, the song Dear God, um, which is the third last track on the album. Uh, the last two records that I that I have sitting here next to me, uh, Get Your Yah-Yahs Out by the Rolling Stones. A great live record. It is one of the best live records. Uh, Schnitzel and I were having a bit of a conversation during the fair over the merits of Get Your Yah-Yahs Out over Live at Leeds by The Who. Oh, Get Your Yah-Yahs Out completely. Yeah. I mean, I love The Who, but I'm a, I'm a Stones man through and through, and I think Get Your Yah-Yahs Out takes the cake there. Uh, the other one that I still have sitting here is Wheels on Fire by Cream. Uh, I'm a really big Cream fan. Mm. The, you know, I guess it was one of the first super groups of sorts. Um, and lots of great songs on this record White Room, Sitting on Top of the World Born Under a Bad Sign so again really looking forward to, to sitting down and listening to these records yeah me too absolutely I'll be putting the Muppet soundtrack on and Joni Mitchell's Blue on when I get home there's a lot that I could have allowed myself to buy if I had the expendable income to do it, but I just kind of thought, you've got so much of this on CD and it's so accessible through other mediums and like you can hear this anytime, so only pick things that you really feel sentimental about having in a physical form. You made a point saying that you couldn't really justify buying some of the records because it's so accessible in other forms. That's an interesting point because I guess these days there's so much available for free or almost for free uh, that I guess the need for physical copies just isn't uh, as great as it used to be. No, not at all. I mean, I know a lot of people who've thrown out their CDs or gotten rid of them, which they have asked me first, but, um, you know... I'm a huge CD collector. I'm a, uh, just from way back, just things I've collected over the years. I'm, but I'm not so much a vinyl purist, but only because with CDs, like, yes, they can get scratched, but so can vinyls, but you can import them into MP3 form and listen to them in either form you like, and you've still got the collecting thing there, but you can just pop it on the computer, listen to it wherever you go. Well, you can kind of do the same with vinyl. There's plenty of ways that you can record that digitally. Um, and also uh, what I do is, in, you know, I'm not quite entirely sold on the idea of streaming services like Spotify and radio, although I must admit it is convenient in the sense that if you buy something on vinyl and you're paying for Spotify, you kind of have the best of both worlds because you can check out new releases on the cheap not feel, without feeling guilty for downloading it. And also, if you do like it, you can then go out and buy a, a vinyl or CD copy. And so, in my mind, it, it's at least a step towards combating piracy. It is a step towards combating piracy. There's just this, there's just that feeling of ownership, though, that you lose when you're streaming something. And I know that's completely ridiculous to say that if you illegally download something, you own it more than you do streaming it. But I think that being able to take that file and put it wherever you want or do whatever you want with that file, regardless of your ownership or lending or uh, kind of paying for the right to use it, there's slight sense, more sense of ownership than streaming. And I guess that then extends to the ownership of having a vinyl, having a CD. Like, Yeah, well, I think it's fair to say that we've both got fairly extensive physical uh, music collections. Uh, I mean, I've certainly slowed down over the last couple of years, mm. mainly due to availability of funds and other priorities. But 
you know, I, I can. I don't think I'll ever be able to stop buying physical copies of things I love because you want it on your bookshelf. You you want it in your CD stand. You want you want to build a personal library. So, like, you go to a music shop or a record store, everything is there. But you go to your own house and you've got your personal library of the things that you love. And there's kind of something really nice about that. My dream is to one day to have a house big enough to have a whole room devoted as a record shop so it has like you know the crates sort of uh set up and i can go in and browse through my own collection is that weird no i want that too i absolutely want a room that is just devoted to my records cds all of that on the walls and i can just walk in and there's a stereo in there and ah Maybe we could uh, combine this double fantasy and we could actually buy a whole house. And we, we already live fairly close to each other. Maybe we could buy a place in the middle between both our houses and it could be the house of rock. I feel like, though, like we'd be there for so long, it's like, oh, well, let's put beds in the rooms and we'd just end up staying there and then eventually our partners have realised we've probably accidentally moved out. Oh, that's better than what I thought. I was just I was imagining that you were going to say someone would find us as skeletons because we didn't leave for food. No, but we'd always leave for food because with music, beer goes very well. And with beer, after a while, you just want to eat something. There were lots of people there, though, and the record fair was really nicely put together. And, yeah, we met a few good people. But what surprised me, like I said when we were getting out, and please don't take any offence if you're listening and you are one of these types, but I was really afraid that it would just be full of larger older guys with white t-shirts tucked into track pants just like just scouring over to find something rare you know but it wasn't just those guys and they were, they were like yeah there were a few of those guys but there were also lots of younger types lots of hipster types and more females than i thought there would have been there yeah i was really surprised about the turnout especially uh we got there fairly early around 9 a.m and it was packed out at that point uh there was people waiting outside and well, maybe pack's not the right word, but there was certainly a lot of people that were waiting. And, you know, throughout the next half hour, there was a lot of people that turned up. Yeah, and I agree, a you know, fairly decent cross-section of different people that were there. Mm, well, absolutely. I was saying on the way that we should have got some opinions from some of the females there because, well, for some strange reason, record collecting, maybe it's my high-fidelity fandom, does seem like a more male-orientated thing, but I didn't want to come off creepy saying, hey, ladies... I think you made the right move there. Thank you. You mentioned larger, older guys in white T-shirts tucked into track pants. I didn't quite see that, but I did see a couple of expert collectors there that you know had their little mini torch out, checking out the condition of the vinyl, which I guess I can't blame someone for because it's a medium that deteriorates easily. Mm. And if you're going to be forking out some cash, you want to make sure that you're, you're spending it wisely. Yeah, and I did check the both finals that I bought for their um, quality, and they were both pretty good. So why do you think people are collecting vinyl now and there's a resurgence? I guess it's just that humans are reactionary. Like, it's the same with books. There's um, Bookstores aren't doing as badly as they were five years ago, and I think it's reactionary in that people shed their physical copies they go entirely digital and then everyone goes oh wait i enjoyed holding that i enjoyed looking for those there's that experience of going to the record store that i think people miss or feel nostalgic for because they were never there 
So in some ways, do you think it's just uh, similar to, I guess, fashion, that things just happen in cycles and something becomes cool or in and then it's not and then after a certain period of time it becomes in vogue again? It's, I don't think it's in vogue as much, but I do think that, like musical styles, are a reaction to the style before, and, and same in government, same in life. Like, you have something for a certain amount of time, and then... Hey, hey, let's just cut out the political talk, thanks. <laughs> but you have something for a certain amount of time in society, and there's a reaction to it. There's a group of people are large enough to go, wait, no, 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 we want that back, or we want that to happen and I think that there are a group large enough to realise at this point that if we go entirely digital you lose a certain aspect of the humanity of records and buying things and touching things and looking for things rather than just typing in a search box and downloading it. Yeah, one thing that I guess uh, struck me is that because these days a lot of the even the physical purchases you make are done online it's the hunt is gone and that was always something that I really enjoyed as a child uh, and as a teenager that you know I would go to a record shop or usually a second hand shop because that's where I probably made most of my purchases and you know you'd go through the racks and dig out those that you thought were contenders for the purchase mm. and then you'd have I don't know a pile of 10 and then you'd have to wean it down to the couple that you had money to actually afford and also gone are the days where you heard a track by someone but you hadn't heard the album but you bought it off the strength of that track or you bought it off the strength of the cover or you bought it because you'd heard someone recommend it now if someone recommends it or you hear a track you go and research it you listen to the whole album and then you make a considered choice before you buy it which I suppose is uh, being a good consumer but there's that loss of excitement when you put it on and go right I don't know in some ways that leap of faith I think made me more invested in certain albums Mm. because I hadn't heard it you know and then based on a recommendation of a friend or from an interview that I'd read in a magazine I would go buy that album but because I'd forked out that $20 or whatever it was to, to get it this sort of part of you is like, okay, well, I've spent $20 on this and clearly there is something to like about this album because such and such recommended it to me and I want to find what that is and I, I think maybe that's uh, not a bad thing. No, not at all, but I think those days are gone because everything is just so freely available. But, you know, time changes. I'm not a golden age to just go with what's available. Did you grow up with uh, records at, at home or was it mostly CDs and cassettes? Well, in the early days, I remember my parents had a giant unit of a record player and I don't know what happened to that. And They had some records at home, which they still have, which are like, the, like I think there's like honky-tonk hits and like lots of hits. Like, yes, we have no bananas played on honky-tonk piano. And I, um, I do remember playing religiously a um, Batman story on vinyl and um, I I loved listening to that for a very long time but I'm pretty sure very quickly after I started forming concrete memories of my childhood like that record player was no longer used. Well for everyone else's benefit if only it wasn't for risk of DC or Warner Brothers hating on us this could quite possibly have been called splitting cases with Pointy and Batman. That's very true. I um, do have the nickname Batman and I do like Batman quite a bit. Once again, thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, we've had a had a great day checking out uh, what's at the record fair and having a, a very quiet beer uh, along the water here. 
Okay, if you want to keep up to date, uh, you can follow us on facebook.com forward slash splitting cases or twitter.com forward slash splitting cases. Beautiful. Get your yah yahs out. <laughs>